Promotional consideration paid for by the following. We here at Wrestling With Sports want to thank you for listening, our fans. And by doing that, we are giving away free stuff, contest stuff, essentially. It may be from Twitter, Facebook, many different ways to win, email. And we're going to tell you really quickly how to do it. Do you want to win a Jason Kindle personalized autographed jersey of the team he played on of your choice? Same with Dimitri Young. Do you want to win a whole bunch of baseballs or game-used batting gloves from Jason Kindle? Brett Boone autograph. We are giving that stuff away, many different things, bobbleheads, baseballs, posters, all kinds of stuff that they have just sitting around, and they want to give you the fans. And let me tell you really quickly, all you have to do, if you're on Twitter, just follow WrestlingWS. That's the Wrestling With Sports Twitter feed. Make sure you follow that. Retweet a few of our tweets. If you want to be kind, go ahead and follow Dimitri Young at da Young. Follow Jason Kindle at Jason D. Kindle 18. And you can follow me, Dennis Farrell, at Undisputed DPF. If you're on Facebook, go over and like our Facebook page, Wrestling With Sports. We do a lot of live videos there, some stuff that you may not see anywhere else. And share any posts you see. We, we're giving stuff away to people who share stuff randomly and contest winners. Maybe you're like, hey, Dennis, Jason, and Dimitri, I don't have Facebook or Twitter. That's all right. Shoot us an email at wrestlingwithsports at gmail.com and tell us why you should win something. Those emails, by the way, you're giving us permission to read on the air, and we will. You can win something just by emailing us. Now, the biggest way to get noticed is show us a picture and email it to us of you subscribing to the podcast on any major platform. Rate, subscribe, leave a comment. Show the picture of the comment, and trust me, it will get noticed. That's the biggest way for us to grow, and you're helping us grow, and we're going to reward you for helping us grow. We're all one big podcast family here, and we're just the guys that have some cool stuff to give away to you. So to recap, tweet us, you win. Email us, you win. Facebook us, you win. You win, and you get great content even if you're not selected. We're going to try to select as many people as we can. It's going to be random. It's going to be fun. And we promise you will enjoy us giving away random... Oh, Zoom meetings. We are giving away a ton of Zoom meetings with Jason, sometimes Brett, and Dimitri Young. If you have a young kid who's playing baseball, get a free lesson from MLB All-Stars. Maybe you're just a fan of the show and you want to talk to them. Hey, now you can win a Zoom meeting. We're just giving stuff away to you, the fans. We got a brand new feed here and we want to make sure you help us grow it. So please... Tell your friends, whether it's on Facebook, whether it's on Twitter, whether it is word of mouth, and let us know you're telling them, and we will do our best to reward you with all these cool giveaways. This episode of Wrestling With Sports is sponsored by Blue Chew. Guys, remember the days you were always ready to go. Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up, bluechew.com. That's like blue in the color blue. 
Blue Chew brings you the first chewables with the same FDA-approved ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know it works. You can take it any time of day or night, even on a full or empty stomach. And since they're chewable, they work twice as fast as the pills, so you can be ready whenever the opportunity arises. If you could benefit from more confidence where it counts, Blue Chew is fast and easy, and it's the way to enhance your performance in bed. So why wouldn't you do it? Honestly, guys, Blue Chew is prescribed online by a licensed physician, so you don't have any awkward doctor's visits, and especially in the day of COVID, you don't have to be around people, and it ships right to your door in a very discreet package. They're made in the USA, so it's cheap. Blue Chew is direct, and the cheaper option, trust me, go to bluechew.com. Right now, Wrestling With Sports has a deal for you just for our listeners. Go to bluechew.com. Get your first shipment for free. Just use the promo code Dennis and pay $5 shipping. I know you paid $5 for much more. DoorDash, you pay $5.99 for a tip, for God's sakes. So trust me, the $5 is worth it. It helps the show out a lot. Again, bluechew.com. Use the promo code Dennis. Try it for free. I promise you, you'll love it. I love it. Try it for free. $5 shipping and handling. Use the promo code Dennis. Time for this week's wrestling with sports. That's Dimitri Young. What's going on, Dimitri? Oh, a whole lot. Just woke up. Ha- hey, happy birthday to your son, by the way. Twenty-one. Yeah, you know what that means, right? He can go to the store and, <laughs> and get his stuff his damn self. <laughs> That's Jason Kindle. Jason, how is your son doing, by the way? Oh, he's doing good. He decided to try to become uh, an Olympic diver. And um, the jump off the diving board, and I wish people could see this because I think it's called a gainer. So you're running, and you boom, beat up, and then do. So he got that, but then he tried to add another little trick into it, and somehow his knee popped him in the nose and broke oh. his knee. Had surgery this morning, um, and I was, and I actually even texted my parents today, um, saying I, I apologize for all the surgeries I had because now you know, you know, because you, you knocked out, mm-hmm. and it's scary scary stuff you know as a parent so i had to call my parents and apologize for all the surgeries i had um but he's doing better he's uh he's got a uh, some baseball this weekend and he'll be uh, good to go I, I won't let him pitch but uh he's got good enough hands to where he can protect his nose all but right. th- but thank you for asking because i'm not gonna lie i was i was in kind of panic mode and uh thank goodness i out in kansas know all the doctors that i know and um they were able to get him in quick so uh all, all is good. How about yourself? How you doing? I'm doing good. Uh, had a good 4th of July. Had some ribs. Got to watch a lot of uh, TV. Got getting back into the office. I'm watching that again. A lot of sports stuff, guys, to talk about. Let's jump right into it. I know this is old hat, but it's the first time we're back together not interviewing somebody. But I wanted to talk a little bit about Cam Newton to the Patriots. 
Richard Sherman basically came out and said, listen, uh, how many former MVPs do you see signing for minimum wage? Shaking my head, asking for a friend, which, you know what? I, I get the settlement sentiment there. Cam Newton, former MVP, looking for a little bit of redemption. First of all, I mean, the Patriots do it again, and I don't want to get too much into the football side of this, but I want to know, I mean, do we see this a lot in baseball and we just don't recognize it? Uh, no, and, and this is just my take on the whole thing, and I don't know if I know, I, I don't know much about football, contract, et cetera, et cetera. And yeah, if, if Richard Sherman's one of Cam Newton's buddies, of course he's going to go out and say something to protect him. This is what I think. And I don't know that much. I don't read that much about football. I don't know. Um, but I do know that, quote unquote, from reports, he had maybe about 10 other options to go and be a backup somewhere. Um, and I'm assuming he would have made a lot more. So that being said, I'm sure Cam Newton, this is just me, wanted to go. Now, should he get a million dollars? No, he is a former MVP. That all being said is, but I bet he, I bet the Patriots were the only team that said, you know what? You want to go start? You want to go back, get back to Cam Newton? You're going to get minimum, which I, I mean, that's, that's wrong. I don't even know how that, this difference between unions, bottom line, because um, you're right. He is a, but I bet Cam Newton went with the Patriots because he knows he has a chance to start. It's a lottery. And he can, yeah, he can. I mean, the Patriots, it's the New England Patriots. And if anybody can go in and fill Tom Brady's shoes, it's going to be a former MVP. Well, there you go. So I bet he took that as a challenge. He's like, you know what? Yeah, I could go get maybe $8 million to back up uh, whoever the, the dude is in Cleveland. I don't even know his name. Um, or wherever it may be. Uh, but that's how I think. So I'm, I'm assuming he's made some pretty good money, especially being MVP, whether it be commercials or, or advertising or whatever it may be, and obviously his contract. So I think he's taking that as a challenge. And, and I'm curious to see what D says. See, I, I look at it the other way, whereas, you know, I'm a, I'm looking at my situation from 06. I was a free agent after getting released from the Tigers, and Cam may have had offers, I had one. And mine was the Washington Nationals, and um, I had to go to accelerated camp first. And if it wasn't for my dad and brother just basically saying, hey, you got a lot in the tank, you need to show people what you got. And as opposed to thinking about the monetary part of it, it was more of, you know, reestablishing myself and showing that, you know, I may have been down and out, but you can't keep a good man down. And so I only signed for 500 that year, but it parlayed into a two-year deal right after that. So from that standpoint, Cam probably took it, like you said, Jason, as a challenge per se, is like, okay, New England's known for winning and having it a certain way. Guys go there and they transform their careers. And he only signed a one-year deal. So let's say he parlays that into a Super Bowl appearance or possibly a win. You know, and then that whole Brady versus Belichick thing goes yeah, on. And and it's like Bel Belichick now is one up because he – turned a former MVP who's been injured the last couple of years and you see Cam Newton's commercial he said you know I'm tired of that humble shit and now he's gonna come out here and perform because he is freaking jacked and, oh, and, him, is, and that system, mm -hmm. him and that system 
with his athleticism, well, it's kind of interesting to see what's going to happen. Let me ask you this, D, and I know he's older, but I mean, older is, I mean, the dude's ripped and he's in great shape. Like 32. But now you throw a little bit of a, okay, Mr. Belichick, because Brady couldn't run. You couldn't really, you couldn't roll out with Brady. I mean, you obviously had plays to roll out, but now you got somebody who can actually get outside the pocket, pick or choose with that receiving core. I mean, so now, oh, you know what? Should I run for 15 yards or should I throw for 25? So I'm curious to see how him and Belichick work together because if Cam Newton goes out and, and wins a Super Bowl or, or gets the postseason and has unbelievable numbers, it's Belichick is that good because now he has a little bit more to play with. Dude, does that make sense? Oh, like, yeah, 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 yeah. More to play with. A, a more athletic, a, more, yes. a stronger quarterback and taking nothing away from Tom Brady. Nothing, no. You know, mwah. But you know he had you know you gotta replace him. You know he went to yep. Tampa, and we know that Belichick was talking about the other quarterback. Like, yeah, we're gonna go with him, knowing good and well that he was gonna wait until he got Cam to a you know a, a good enough contract, let's say, and then he went and struck. <laughs> See, here's the thing: I'm a diehard Patriots guy. I'm from New England. <laughs> I Tom, I, I respect what Tom Brady's done, and but it blows people's minds when I say Tom Brady's not even my second favorite Patriots quarterback in history. Uh, I respect what he's done. Drew Brees, I don't, man. Uh, yeah, so Drew Brees didn't play with the not Patriots. Not Drew Brees. Drew Bledsoe. Bledsoe. Drew Brees played Drew Bledsoe. Bledsoe. Drew Bledsoe. I'm sorry. Drew Bledsoe is my all-time favorite Patriots quarterback. He lasted, what, two years? No, he was there for 10. Took him to a Super Bowl. Lost against uh Oh, wait, 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 what was that word? Lost. Something like, oh, okay, go ahead. Hey, but this was this was pre-genius. Was this Parcells was the coach then, I think, when they lost? Yeah. And, yeah, so, I mean, this was pre-dynasty stuff. It, you know, Desmond Howard was a stud when, when that happened. Anyways, you got to give it to Brett Favre, but he's not I'm, – I'm okay seeing him leave town. I'm glad to see him go. I hope he has a good, good career. But the last thing I wanted to see out of the Patriots is... A good, good career? He's the greatest quarterback that ever played. I mean, how much more gooder can he get? I don't... You know what? I cannot call Tom Brady the greatest quarterback ever to play. All right, who is it then? Uh, Are we talking team-wise or individual? Are you talking about Joe Montana? I would put him up there. I, you, you know what? I think if you put, you give Dan Marino half a team back in his greatest uh, okay, days. So how many worlds? Uh, how many worlds do you have? Receivers. I mean, like, yeah, but he had no defense at that time. He had no offensive line. Hey, how many Super Bowl rings does Dan Marino have? Because it's um, a team sport now. We're we're getting into a slippery slope. We're talking yeah, quarterback skill. We're we're talking quarterback skill, not team around them. I mean, you can take. I, and if you're saying that, then you're saying Trent Dilfer, who has a Super Bowl ring with Baltimore, he, he's got a well, no, and I understand what you're saying at the right time. Yep, uh, but, and that's certain things that happen. I mean, like you can go, okay, look at Carlos Beltran. Now, Carlos Beltran was a great player. Don't get me wrong, but when he got traded from the Royals to the Astros, he wasn't making that. He went, and I'm just using him because that's the first thing that pops to my head. He went over, had an unbelievable postseason for the Astros. He got paid. He he was in the right spot, right time, 
and the right situations. You can go. There's a what's the guy from the Giants? Um, oh, maybe 2012. Ross. Ross. It was not the Cody, uh, Cody Ross. Cody Ross. Yeah, Cody Ross. Yeah, okay, Cody Ross. That's right. Yeah, Cody Ross. Look what he. I mean, there's always going to be that somebody in the playoffs where you go out and you produce under pressure. You go out and you produce, uh, and then the big games. Someone's going to pay. Yes, a guarantee. Somebody, somebody desperate is going to pay. Yep. Well, that's that's a whole topic for another show, greatest quarterbacks and whatnot. But I didn't really want to get down that slippery slope. I, no, it's I, still Brady, so it's not, it's not much of a discussion. All right. Well, there's, no, there's no slippery. This not, we're not slipping sliding right now. I mean, it's When pretty, it comes to saying a team sport, how many championships? Listen, the ultimate goal is the championship. Uh, Tom Brady was on some of the ult- greatest teams in Super Bowl history, but that doesn't make him the greatest. And the numbers he's put up. What, what you, what'd you do today? What'd you do over the 4th of July weekend? You got... Like, Dame yeah, Dame screw, you. <laughs> screw you guys. Golly. Screw you. Tom, Tom. Anyways, I, I love the move by Cam. This is the ultimate bet on yourself move because you, one year, a million dollars is going to turn into a, if he can be half the quarterback he was, this will turn into a very lucrative deal and a starting role on another team down the line. That's just how it is in football. Yeah, that's what he's doing. He's parlaying himself. He's betting on himself. He went to quite possibly one of the best places to go to as far as, you know, reinventing himself and rejuvenating his career. So why the hell not? Look what it did to uh, Randy Moss and Corey Dillon, you know, two people that were supposedly uncoachable and, and things like that. They bought into the system. And Randy Moss had his best year ever, and Corey Dillon won a Super Bowl. Yep. Oh, I love the Corey Dillon and the Randy Moss moves. Let's move on. Andrew McCutcheon. Uh, he was on a podcast the other day, basically making remarks about how the Yankees' policies about grooming uh, takes away from our individualism. Uh, he made the he made the comments on Sports Bubble podcast about the three minute mark. If you want to go look on it, uh, those policies. Shaving and letting uh, those policies, shaving and letting the jersey speak for itself. I definitely do think it takes away from our individualisms as a player and as people. We express ourselves in different ways. For me, when I was on the Pirates and having and me having my dreadlocks, I'd be lying to you if I said I got traded over the Yankees. They said you got to shave your hair, and for me. I would have been a very tough thing to do because I was always who I was. That's how I expressed myself, and that's what made me Andrew McCutcheon's. Uh, he later said he definitely feels like maybe there should be changes in their future. I disagree 100%. Uh, this is a, a team. There's a free market. Unfortunately, sometimes in a free market, you get traded to a team you don't, you don't you want to go to. In that case, that was the Yankees. He had to trade his, uh, shave his dreadlocks. He had a choice: shave it, not play. Hey, well, first of all, he had shaved his dreadlocks before then. If I'm right, and I'm pretty For sure I am. Charity right. thing, wasn't it? Wasn't a charity? He got traded from Pittsburgh to San Francisco. It was an. I'm pretty sure they were gone. I don't. I'm pretty sure they were gone when he was with – because he was San Francisco. Now, the only thing you got to think of is, like, 
if he didn't have a no trade clause, then I was going to have Dimitri go first. But now that I've already popped in, how about that? Odd. <laughs> but um, he, if he didn't have a no trade clause, he didn't have a choice. If he had a no trade clause, see, I don't know his contract status. I don't know what, what I don't know any of that. But I know that he got traded from, I believe, Pittsburgh to San Francisco. Correct me if I'm wrong, please, because I don't think he went to New York first. Uh, I'll have to look that up as you make your point, but go ahead. Uh, I, I mean, my, my point is if you have no trade clause and he accepted it, then listen, the Yankees are the Yankees. That's how, how it's going to be. Is he right? Maybe. Is he wrong? Maybe. They've been that way forever. Now, D, let me ask you this. Doesn't, doesn't Cincinnati have something like that? Uh, a while yeah, ago? I was, yeah as, soon as, as soon as I got the mic, I was going to get into that because I'm, I'm in agreement with McCutcheon's. And I have two of them, actually. Back in um, – when I got traded to Cincinnati, it was a no facial hair rule. And so I came over from St. Louis virtually just a rookie, shaved, no problem. The 99 season, we traded for Greg Vaughn. And Greg Vaughn basically said, you know, y'all traded for me, so I'm not wearing – I'm not shaving or anything. And – on top of that, we weren't allowed to wear earrings, so he brought that. He brought earrings and facial hair, and so I was like, "Cool," because I was looking like a, I was looking ugly without facial hair. You know how much facial hair helps people, so it helped me out in two thousand. You know, once that happened, and then when I got traded to Detroit, I had a partial no trade clause, and I put the Yankees in there specifically because of, you know, I had corn rolls, I had the beard and stuff going. It was, like Andrew said, it's part of your character, your individualism, and you know we're entertainers. So, from that standpoint, I didn't want to wear it. So I so, feel like the Yankees can't. You know, I mean, the sign of the times is like, you know, so many things that were in the past are, you know, no longer there, and a lot of new things are in existence. So, you know, okay, so some, you got- hold on, hold on, real quick. Real, um, if some people want to shave, that's fine with them, but. Uh, I was more in agreement that with Andrew. So what, what you got, Jason? You know, he got traded in the offseason of 2017 to the Giants. From Pittsburgh. From yes. Pittsburgh. Then and then team. he had uh, – and then he went – you know, played however many – 130 games with the Giants that year. And then he got traded. And I'm assuming he was on the same contract with Pittsburgh. But, I mean, I don't think Andrew ever um, signed a big deal with Pittsburgh. But then he got traded to the um, Yankees from the Giants. Um but in, in, in to, to top, so that that's so it was Pittsburgh to San Francisco, and then San Francisco um, halfway through, or more than halfway through, got traded. But um, I know for a fact, I and mean, there's guys, and I'll just go re- as recent as I can, is you know Eric Hosmer, um, Mustakas. These guys were free agents. They could have signed with the Yankees, and I'm, I'm just using these guys because this is the organization I was with. For and right. they're like, oh, I ain't going to um, New York. They didn't want to shave, so. You know, it's just one of those things that, just like Dimitri said, it's preference. So I don't know if he had a no trade clause, which I don't even know how much they even do that anymore in contracts. I think but, it's uh, still very prevalent. It, it is. You know, like Garrett Cole is going to get a no trade con. Mike Trout. I mean, guys like that. Um, but it used to be a lot more than it is today, if that makes sense. Because that's the truth. But this is this isn't something that's new, and this is what the Yankees have been based on since whenever it was implemented. You know, no facial hair. 
you've seen. He's the first one to really speak up on it because, it, yeah. like you said, it's been around forever. You know, no one's going to bring it up because it's really not a topic. Yeah, I agree. I, you know, I, I, I see your point, Dimitri, but once again, open market. You can go there if you want. Part part of baseball is being traded to places where you don't want to go sometimes. Whether you know, look, look at Jason Giambi went over there. He got one of the best mustaches ever. If I get yeah, traded, I'd be like, yeah, let me go to the Yeah, I, I'm going to have the coolest looking mustache ever. But, See, I, I couldn't do it. My shit would look like Lamont Sanford. <laughs> <laughs> let, let, but let me ask you this. And this is because I don't know. I assume there'd be fines and there'd be a way to negotiate their way around it. But what would be the repercussions if someone got traded to the Yankees and they show up and they're like, I'm not shaven. And they kind of like a Greg Vaughn. What kind of repercussions? It'd be a huge, huge uh, uh, thing. But it, it, but at the same time, all you got to do is go back to the baby face of the Yankees and look at their Jeter. I mean, as far as our generation. Yeah, that's what they it. would throw into the new That's exactly what they would throw in. Yep. Well, Derek Jeter did it, and he's going to be a first ballot Hall of Fame, blah, 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 blah. So. Yeah, not too many people are going to be. Oh, uh, yep, exactly. <laughs> Yep, I you know for money, money talks, unfortunately. So let's move on, Andrew McCutcheon's. I I so Jason, do you agree or disagree with whether you know it's an outdated policy? It's I don't know. It's just one of those things that yeah, I I good for McCutcheon for saying something. Do I think it's going to change? No. Um. Like I said, I would have to go back to see if he had a no trade clause or not. Because if he had no trade clause, he could have said, nope, nope, I don't want to. But I'm pretty sure he didn't have the, the dreads because the dreads were his MVP season, I remember. Mm-hmm. I think he I think he did shave it when he went because I think you're right. It was some trade. It was the off season like when he got traded. So he started yeah. a fresh season I, with the Giants. So maybe he I, just went I in think so. Clean cut. I think so. And another thing, the Yankees also, I think they're the only team that has no name on the back. It's only um, the number, and that's another tradition where, you know, and that's that saying, don't worry about the name on the back, worry about the name on the front. And that also ties into the lack of individuality, but I kind of like having no name on that coat. So when you're up there hitting and stuff, so no one's going to be sitting there, hey, young, you suck. Hey, young, you fat ass. At least they'll say, hey, number 25, you suck. And you can pretend not to pay attention to it, but I mean, I, I kind of like the no name on the back, but I can go either way with that one. But I definitely got to have facial hair. Ah, man, I think we're going to have to agree to disagree on that one. Let's switch over to a little bit of wrestling talk. Slammiversary 2020 is coming up, as you've heard us mention many times on this podcast. We have a ton of Impact Stars coming up soon. But what makes this pay-per-view super exciting, other than for what I think is this should be their WrestleMania, not Bound for Glory, is the potential former WWE superstars that are rumored, and some of them have somewhat even confirmed it. I mean, Gallows and Anderson have talked about it openly. We're going to see the return of Aces and Nate. And Jason, I know you're not a huge Impact Wrestling fan. This is back in the TNA days. Go Google. Oh, this is awesome. Yeah, go Google Aces and Eight. It might be. Okay. I, listen, I know who they are. I, I So, I mean, don't belittle my wrestling knowledge I'm because you guys. I, and, and I love listening to you guys talk about it. 
So, yes, I do know who they are. I do know. I mean, so listen, and as I am a huge impact wrestling fan now because of Tommy Dreamer, Rhino, right. and, um, you know, some other guests we've had on the show. So don't sit here and belittle my, my wrestling but, but knowledge. Is, yes, I don't know as much as you guys, but that's why I enjoy TNA listening days, to you guys because I learn more when I listen to you. So don't belittle me like I'm that. I'm not belittling you. I was just explaining this was back in the TNA days when no one, no one, I listen, one one of my best friends was in TNA and I didn't even watch it then, okay? So I'm not belittling you. You don't have to explain anything to me. Please get on to the topic. All right. Jason Dimitri, a bunch of names are rumored to come back. Uh, the newest one, by the way, which kind of was a surprise to me, Bubba Ray, Bully Ray, is ooh, contracted. Ooh. Do you know who he is? So he was part of this tag team called the Dudleys, Jason. I don't know if you've ever heard of them. <laughs> that's that's low, and I, I'll tell you, that's a low blow. <laughs> I'm gonna pay for that one later. But uh, Bubba Ray is rumored to come back. You have EC3. You have Heath Slater, who just appeared on WWE with a phenomenal, uh, and I believe due to the help with Rhino, we're going to have him on the podcast soon. But, uh, you know, phenomenal promo on Raw uh, Monday night. Slater, uh, EC3, a whole bunch of other names. I think what is confirmed for the most part is Gallows and Anderson have signed contracts, which is going to be great. Uh, Mike Bennett, Maria Canellis. Are coming back. Hey, you leaving like- out you leaving out my relative Eric Young, Super Eric, because they've been shooting his promos when he used to wear that doggone mask and that Super Eric outfit. They've been promoting that as well, like you was talking about. I am very intrigued on what's what's going to happen on the 18th of July, because that fourth that fourth guy I think is going to be the World Heavyweight Champion. Trey not ready. Austin too um, young. Ace Austin not ready. Um. Eddie Edwards could be, but I think it's going to be that 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 fourth guy who well, come out of nowhere. Who do you think the fourth guy is going to be? Oh, trouble, 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 trouble. <laughs> you think C three? I don't know when his no non compete is up, but Rusev maybe would be a perfect champion right now for Impact. I kind of think. Maybe it's somebody that's already there and already has another match who, for me right now, is... Are you thinking Moose? I'm thinking Moose. You know, I was kind of thinking him myself. I didn't want to jump the gun because he has the match against Tommy Dreamer, our boy. And um, I love our boy, but I love Moose, so I want to see Moose beat him for the TNA. I still want to see the two individual belts, and they eventually you know, collide together Boy, and that, have some super match. That's tough because I like what they're doing with the old TNA belt a lot better than what they had with, what was it? The legends belt there for a little bit that uh, uh, Booker T introduced. And then there was, then it became the global and then the TV belt, the King of the mountain. Yeah. It had all kinds of titles. Through. Right. I, you know, can I throw a, like just a completely off the wall. And I know you guys are gonna knock it down. I haven't seen this guy in a long time. What if, and I don't know contract status or anything, what if Roman Reigns pops out? No. No, he's still under contract. No shot? No I'm, I'm, shot. I'm, I'm, just, I'm, I'm completely off the wall. I can uh, see where you would think that, 
but he's still employed by WWE. Well, That's something that would happen. That'd be 20 years ago. That'd be something that happened 20 years ago. Yeah. Like that whole crossing over to WCW, the NWO, that would. But you know what, Dimitri? I could actually see where Jason's going with this, with the relationship impact and WWE has with each other because, you know, licensing out old TNA footage to WWE. Uh, I, I don't, there's zero rumors about WWE buying them, but you know, that that's one of those old school moves where the two companies have been working together in the past. So I, I, I think there's zero chance, but I think it's intriguing with the relationship that they've been building. Well, that's because of the, all the top stars in WWE once upon a time were TNA based AJ Styles, Samoa Joe, um, Robert Rude. And so you want you want the audience to know who these guys are. You hear about their names for so long. Let's see what they're about. And so that was that deal that they worked out so they can get some footage of AJ Styles way back when, when he had five-star matches against Christopher Daniels and Samoa Joe and carrying the X division. And then you have Samoa Joe who fucking kicked ass from the time he got there till the time he got out and then I love Robert Rue when he was part of Beer Money um, Team Canada when he finally cut his hair and was mm-hmm. part of um, what was that um, the Dirty Hills with Austin Aries I mean he had a lot of history with those guys that were in Impact and then they come to WWE and the way that the guys from WWE talk about these guys it's like yeah these are well traveled guys coming from the Indies and such and such. And turn out that these guys can actually wrestle in the ring. And they're great storytellers and they can talk. And not just and them, so, but you also had former stars like, uh, you know, uh, Kurt Angle, the Hardys that were there. You, you know, even even Matt with his deletion stuff. You had uh, Sting. So there, there's a lot Drew of... Galloway. Drew Galloway. A lot of those guys came through. I, I don't know. I think Jason, but yeah. So I think I think the relationship would have been there, uh, but I think at this point WWE is probably a little salty at Roman for not wrestling on their show that they wouldn't let him show up on another show. It's like WWE. You know, I just, just said Roman Reigns. I, I just said Roman Reigns because obviously he's you know not wrestling for a reason, which I completely respect. But somebody like you said Rusev. That was like instantly. I'm like, that's him. That's cool. That's who it's that's, that's who it's going to be, because I mean, I don't know. There's a lot of guys back there and uh, that have you know are going. I mean, yeah. I say this, and I don't want to get because Tommy Dreamer. When I did an interview with him, he was you know just saying like, hey, you know what? I'm just trying to help these guys. I know Tommy Dreamer knows everybody. I mean, just from watching, yeah. not even talking to him, but just from watching. And um, I was just. Cu- Curious, and I just threw Roman Reigns' name out. But like I said, and the only reason I brought up Roman Reigns' name is because you brought up uh, Rusev, and that makes all the sense in the world. Although, I mean, we did mention well, his name well, earlier. Well, you, Dennis, the contracts are uh, up on the fifteenth. Okay, that's what they talk about on these um on these um dirt wrestling sheets. talk talk shows and stuff. Yeah, the dirt sheets that the fifteenth of July, everybody can do whatever they want that ninety day. Clause is up, so I'm looking forward to it, especially being on Access TV. I'm talking about T- uh, um, Impact. Are they getting some of that Mark Cuban money? Oh yeah, they they gotta be. I mean, they're 
them and AEW were the only two organizations that were hiring people when there were no fans. WWE was being a business and letting people go. I get it. I understand it. But those two companies were bringing people in when other companies were shutting down, folding up. They've, they've got more money than people know. I, I firmly believe that. And you could tell by what they were doing during COVID. So, but I, I do want to say, I can't believe that we did mention his name a second ago and not one of us threw it out there, but why not Bubba Ray Dudley? I agree. Trouble, 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 trouble for me. <laughs> I, by the way, do not like EC3's new look. I do not like it one bit. I, I kind of like it. Do you? And the reason why I like it is because he looks like a homeless like grungy guy. Well, look at look look at what, how he looked, and look at the success he didn't get by that look. He's taken from John Moxley. Remember his promo when he left? Yeah, he's doing a, a very similar thing. Changed up his look. Look edgier he looks hungry because in wwe they didn't use like they screwed him once he got got called up to the main roster because he was doing great at nxt as ec3 and then he got called up and then after that they just pretty much doo-dooed on him by the way make sure saturday saturday july 18th live on pay-per-view that is slammiversary i'm definitely getting it because i mean this has been without really them having to do anything the buildup for this thing is phenomenal just based on the rumors of who could show up. Yeah, that, I love that. You, are I you, love that they, they, they've taken advantage of, you know, what the pandemic has done with WWE. And like you said, people are looking for a place to wrestle. And we talked about that with, um, with um, Anderson and um, Gallows, man. They really got screwed. Because they could have gone anywhere and got top money, but WWE said, hey, we'll give you more money to stay here and stuff. And then right after WrestleMania, they gone. I'm telling you what, screwed. Impact might be on the uppity up. I love it. I think so, too. The, the network that they're on, Access, was just based off of music, which I loved it back then. They're slowly trying to turn it, because didn't they have Shimmer or or something no, else. No, they had wow. They had women of wrestling, and they had um, New Japan. Yes, it, I mean, I think they're doing a ton of right moves with this. Yeah, I, I, I like it. I like I like Access TV because they put them on twice. They predominantly, boom. Matter of fact, they kicked out New Japan. They did they too. Out New Japan. Yeah, because they didn't want to have a relationship with Impact Wrestling at the time, and I don't know, but Mark Cuban was like. When did, nice let me ask you this. When did it start really getting to the point to where it's like, oh, wait, we, this is, I mean, obviously it's, it's, it's been around and, you know, your diehard fans are going to, but when did it start just going boom through the roof? Two years, three years ago? Uh, oh, I'm talking about uh, just recently because I know exactly when it did. I did the guy's podcast and it was awesome. Yeah, I mean, I I honestly think it's been a slow... No, it's been great. Don't get me wrong. But, I mean, ever since, you know, obviously, and you guys know way more about it than I do, but obviously, uh, uh, talking with Tommy Dreamer, I've been paying more attention. And maybe that's just my own opinion. I don't know. But I just know it's going because I know that 
well, I don't know, but I'm sure he knows a lot of people. And like I said, maybe they're or like Dimitri said, taking advantage of, um, you know, what happened with what's going on in, in the, the world with this, this COVID and grabbing some pretty big names. Well, I think, it, I mean, they've been, they've been on the climb ever since they got rid of Hulk Hogan and Eric Bischoff. And, and oh, they just been, start, they cleaned house and then they just start having guys that are coming out of the Indies. And especially now you got guys that, you know, wow, I never heard of Chris Bay, but this dude is awesome. You know, Oh, look at this guy here. They get, they're building a lot of stars. And that's what I like in impact wrestling. Cause in WWE, what you see is the same stale, boring. And those guys were good. They got to that point, but you know, I kind of like seeing new blood in there. And and that's what that's what they really been attacking. And I mean, they had the best tag team with the North right now, and and they which came out nowhere, by the way. Well, well Ethan Page was there first, and then the damn Josh, um, Josh Alexander came out of there. I was like, dude, this dude got moves with the Rick Steiner uh, ear things on, mm-hmm. looking like a wrestler, and <laughs> then talks crap, and then they got together, and then they beat LAX, and then. We know what LAX is, you know, they're part of the inner circle now. And it's like, man, these, and and then the, the tag team division is, to me, second to AEW as far as the tag teams are concerned because they got a lot of tag teams in there. The women's division, wow. The, the knockout division is red hot. They got new female wrestlers in there, and I'm, I'm telling you, they can really get down. And I hope they bring the knockout tag team belts back together. Because there are a lot of women that are in that division, and they're bad. they're damn good. Here's the thing: this this roster is so stacked. The loss of their world champion, who was a woman, Tessa Blanchard, didn't hurt them one bit. That's how stacked this roster is. Didn't miss a beat. No, and you would think if you look at any other promotion, I mean, even WWE. If you, I, I mean, they've lost uh, Sammy. Sami Zayn hasn't returned yet, and he was their Intercontinental Champion. But you take any one of their big champions that they have right now and have them leave and then be released, I think it would set their any one of their programs back a year. Not, not Impact. No, not Impact at all. I mean, they made many changes over the last month, and... They extracted a lot of people, and they secretly brought in new people. And we're definitely going to see what happens on the 18th. I mean, there might be about five or six people that were formal, former WWE folks that are now, you know, corroding impact. I mean, we hadn't even talked about Deanna Barrazzo um, oh, versus um, gosh. Jordan Grace. I love Jordan Arch Grace. Also, woo-woo. They, the WWE, Sammy hasn't been back because he's got to get those abs right first. He's taking a couple months off to get those abs back. The skinny fat guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's let's move over. WWE unveiled their new United States Championship belt. I, I listen. I, I'm not a WWE hater. In this period of time in wrestling, it seems like you either love AEW and Impact, and you hate WWE. Or you love WWE and you don't like anything else. There's a nice divide in wrestling. I like WWE. I like AEW. I like Impact. But I have to tell you, WWE has the worst looking championship belts from top to bottom <laughs> that, that any company could have. You would think a billion dollar company 
could get it right the first time, and they're not. Those intercontinental, that intercontinental championship belt is trash. Well, you know, that's what happened when you go corporate. Yeah. That's, that was a corporate move. That's a corporate belt. Because the U.S. belts that I sent y'all a couple of months ago, there was one of them I just thought was just absolute money. And, man, they didn't go with that one. But, I mean, it's better than the intercontinental, the intercontinental belt. Doesn't, ugh. Like, if I became the intercontinental champion, I want the one that the one that Cody Rose had with the white trim, the old original-looking one. Yes. I would take that one. I love that belt. I'm – I'm still a classic belt guy, and that might be some of my downfall when I look at some of these new belts. And I do think it's funny, WWE can keep pumping out new belts, but yet AEW is still hanging on to that half-finished TNA championship (laughs) belt. Come on, guys. You're, you're I get it. All, all I have to say right now is I I love Osaka. This chick is awesome. Oh, the Oscar is the way. Oscar, I'm sorry, Oscar. Um, dude, she just amazes me. She's there every night. She wins, puts on an unbelievable show. She's not young. Nope. She may be the MVP right now of that roster. I'm telling you what, I just I, I love watching her. I know I brought her name up a million times before, but I'm telling you what, she just it impresses the hell out of me uh, as well as as well as she could. I mean, you look at that roster right now. If you had to pick off each roster, an MVP who has stepped up. For me on WWE, it would be Asuka. I, I 100% agree. I think she's really refined that character that she's been playing with because she's not really developed a personality. Uh, even during her big winning streak, I don't think she really had a personality. But now no, she didn't. it's really shining through. I would agree. I'm, just, I would agree. I'm, I'm a big fan of hers, and I, and I, yeah, I mean that's why I brought her name up because, I mean, she's out there every night, you know. When it's, it's, I don't know, she's very impressive. If I had to think, is Dimitri Impact? Who would Impact's MVP right now be during COVID? Wow. Yes. Oh, that's easy for me. Every time I watch Moose, he is so entertaining. I mean, his over the wall outfits, you know, parading that TNA belt. I think and he like saved Jason it. Jason said, "You want people that want to be there. That's there every single week, and Moose is there every single week. I think and Moose he saved plays that pack. heel roles, and he plays that heel role so well. Talks crap. I love listening to him. I stop what I'm doing, and I listen to him talk three or four times, and it's just <laughs> he's awesome. I've never had a conversation with him, but I've been around while he was having a conversation, and he is that nice of a guy." I, I've 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 watched him when I was backstage with Petey many times, and he is nice. I've never had. He's one of those guys, as dumb as this sounds, and you're probably gonna laugh at me, but he's one of those guys that walk into a room and you're like, man, uh, I I would love to go over there and say hi to him, but you know, he's got that presence, and you're like, I'm just gonna watch from afar, and it's still going to be just as awesome as introducing myself to him. You know what? I'll give you an example. I'm not laughing at you at all. Last year, I uh, did a charity event uh, for Perfect Games up in Iowa. There was a charity softball event, and they had Bo Jackson there. <gasps> no. Yeah. Yeah, I had one of those moments I was afraid to ask him to take a selfie or something, even though the dude was like, he was cool and stuff. I'm like, God damn, that's Bo Jackson. You know, I was living in Alabama, and that was when Bo was in at the University of Auburn, and 
Bo used to stutter like a son of a gun, but it was like that dude came from another planet, the way that that dude was built and stuff. And baseball was a hobby and all that. So when I finally met him, it was just like, and then he just gave me a big, uh, big old hug and stuff. Man, get the words out your mouth. You ain't. Well, I'm not, I, I hate being Tommy Topper guy, but uh, two it. years ago, my locker mate was Bo Jackson in uh, spring training. So the Royals got him back over to, um, you know, the coaching. Most unbelievable person ever. And dude, I was a, I was the the dork. What do you always say, Dennis? A geek and out of Yeah. Uh, and what an unbelievable person. Talking about and the story that got me, because listen, it, w- the whole team was in there and we're in the clubhouse. And the one story that really just got to me it was uh, uh, he had a bunch of siblings, brothers, sisters. I can't remember how many it was. And, you know, it was snowing, snowing or whatever. And he'd always be the last person. And they would, uh, he goes, you know what? I just knew I could run. And he goes, my brother, we didn't have shoes. He goes, we didn't have shoes. So uh, they had shoes, but, and I was the youngest one. So they, I didn't have shoes or I was one of the youngest. So they'd go, one of the brothers or sisters would go like, Hey, go like maybe, I don't know, 20 yards away. One would go to the next one and say, yep, let's go. Talking about the bus, a school bus. And because they only had a certain amount of pair of shoes, Bo didn't have shoes because he was the fastest. And he said, you know what? At the very end, when the, the last kind of like a relay race, but it was the sibling saying like, bus is here. Boom. Bo would sprint out of the house and beat everybody to the bus. And I, I, that was like the, one of the coolest stories that I've ever heard. And uh, I don't know. Just, you talk about like somebody that is that somebody it's, it's him. And I, for whatever reason, Bo, it was Bo Jackson and Jason Kendall. I'm, Hey Bo, what's going on, man? You know, and, and you're trying to be a cool guy. Like, Hey, what's up? <laughs> yeah. you doing all right? And you know, like, hey, you know, yeah, he had a great career. I'm like, dude, Bo Jackson, I played you on. And trust me, one of the guys, uh, when he went out to talk to everybody, what's the game? I'm tra- drawing a Madden? Blank. No, the uh, Te- Tecmo football. Tecmo oh, ball. Tecmo yeah. Ball. And that was the first thing he goes, hey, hey you ever play yourself in Tecmo ball? It's like, no, nah, but I heard that's pretty good. <laughs> hey, you used to go, go across, down, and then he'll just sprint all the way to the end zone. And you know awesome. what? It was it was awesome. And he goes, somebody goes, hey, uh, you know, obviously the what you if you had one to play, what would it be? He goes, I came from nothing. Whatever was going to pay me more. And you know, I mean, you just talk about honesty, and it really sucks though that that happened to him, and you know it, because. God, dog it. I mean, I would have loved to see him play another 10 years in the NFL. I would love to see him because, you know what, if there's one person that could do it, it would have been him. Like, you know, I'm going to get 10 years in this and that and 10 years in – I mean, wow. But what a just – Yeah, basically great. having no offseason. Oh, he didn't need an offseason, man. No, he, you know what? He would have taken like a, a weekend off. Mm-hmm. Like, so, all yeah. right, let me just go here real quick. All right, I'm yep. ready. So yeah. so, yeah, Moose, by the way, would be my – TNA impact right now MVP because of the, sorry I just had to bring it back to Moose for a second. No, he just dropped Bo Jackson. I'm like, I, I know, <laughs> I right? Next to him for uh, six weeks. That is <laughs> that is pretty damn cool. But uh, here's a guy that took a a relevant belt from a promotion that was so laughable at the time. Nobody will ever say TNA was a great promotion back in the day. He took that belt. And turned it into an amazing storyline to cover up for not having a champion. I mean, how do you not like Moose? Oh, 
I mean, hey, you're singing to the choir with this guy, man. I, I tell you, when ever since he came over from from ROH and he had the feud with Bobby Lashley and and he was with Killer Cross for a while in Austin Aries and then he broke out into his own when he signed that new deal and was wearing those ridiculous loud suits. Oh. And, <laughs> and I love the segment when when the rascals are in the room doing the 70s, the 70s show stuff and Moose comes in there and he picked on Trey and took his glasses from him. And then they would laugh at him, and then Musa <laughs> beat him up real quick, and then just sit back down all calm and stuff. He was like, hey, man, where are my glasses? And this is just stupid lines like that just had me dying with Musa. Like, I would like to, if he does, if he leaves Impact, I don't want to see him go WWE. I want to see him go AEW. Have a powerful brother main event in for AEW. That's a conversation we need to have, uh, especially down the line of, and I think maybe we touched on it on earlier episodes when you hear the lack of African-American champions in wrestling, especially WWE. I mean, boy, what, gosh, maybe Lashley was like the last one and it was years before that. Well, Lashley was never a WWE or a universal champion. He just been Intercontinental and U.S. champ. They never put the big belt on him. Mm. I think I think that's a travesty in itself because Bobby Lashley is that damn good. But uh, yep, WWE has the ugliest belts. Quick thoughts though on that U.S. title. Uh, that's how we started the segment. We might as well wrap it up with that. Uh, what whoa, do you think? Whoa, 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 whoa! You're not going to get away with this too quick because kind of the elephant in the room, and I'm assuming people want to hear it because. I got a busy week and you got a busy week in D. Um, when you are done wrapping up the wrestling, we haven't even talked about the coronavirus in Major League Baseball. Yes, we do. I don't know when we would get a chance to do that. So I don't know if you guys want to try to make a quick 20-minute yeah. one. I don't know. I mean, I'm well, assuming fans you, might want to hear. I tell you what. Uh, we'll bump one of the topics I had to wrap up the show, and we'll talk about the coronavirus. But uh, the U.S. title belt real quick. What do you guys think of the overall look of it? I'll give it a B plus. Jason? Uh, I'll give it a a, a, a C plus because that's how I uh, 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 pretty much my grades in high school. I like it. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go C two. I think the potential was there to make that belt look good. I remember the old, you know. WCW NWA US title belts of the past and how great those looked and how simple they were could have done something better instead it looks like a bedazzled American flag almost I I I I can't get behind it I don't like it and the wrap up this week's show we are going to talk about coronavirus and baseball I know we're all tired about the coronavirus thing baseball's Getting some positive play here. They're just getting so close, but the numbers of coronavirus right now, rampant players, and rightfully so, backing out. You know, uh, Freddie Freeman was tested positive. Delino DeShields Jr., Charles Blackman, Salvador Perez. I mean, the list, Miguel Santos goes on, DJ LeMayhew, on and on and on as I just keep throwing out names here. Uh, guys, can. Jason, I mean, you've been one of the biggest talkers here about the coronavirus could end baseball season, not the players, not the owners. Here we are now. Well, you know, I, I kind of changed my mind on is it going to end or not? Um, because 
you're going to have players wrecked. And that's why I truly believe that a team with a, a younger team and a team with uh, that was probably under 500 is going to win the World Series. And you dropped those names right there. And I'm pretty sure, not 100% sure, but I'm pretty sure that in baseball, you have to agree to have your name announced. And obviously, your bigger names on a roster, the the the, the organizations will be like, you know, we need to have you go out. And there's a lot of other people, I'm pretty sure, that have it that said, you know what, I don't want you to mention my name. Oh, absolutely. So, I mean, it, you're just hearing the stars because as an organization, and listen, Freddie Freeman, the, the, the uh, Atlanta, you know what? If Freddie Freeman says to Atlanta, hey, you know what? Everybody wear their mask. Do your part. Social distance. People are going to listen. Salvador Perez here in Kansas. All right. Salvador Perez says, hey, wear your mask. Wash your hands. People are going to listen. And if you go around and around and around, David Price, obviously, is his first year in die. But the names that you're hearing, obviously, everybody wants to hear the bigger names. But there are more people I, I that say, you know what? Don't mention my name. Don't mention my name. And obviously, there's no media inside. You have your little, you know, your ballpark cams that can see that you know who's there, who's not there. But I don't know what I don't know what Major League Baseball is letting out. Um, but I, I do believe there's more than that. But I do believe the season will go on because this taxi squad thing. I truly believe it's going to be full of young players um, that don't have families, aren't going to bring anything home. This is just my take, but I don't know. What are you guys? What are your guys' take on it? Because it's it's bothering me. Well, well, um, I have a, a friend of mine as a high ranking official in the, in the military, and we talked last week. And the first thing out of his mouth was, "So, what do you think about the baseball season?" And I was like, "Man, I, man, I, I can't wait. I wish there was more games." And he's like, "Well." It might start, but I don't think it's going to finish, you know, based on the numbers and and how it spiked up over the last couple of months. And, I mean, there are so many different things that was going on. We had the protesters that was out there with people, hey, you're taking away my freedom by making me wear a mask. And <laughs> look what's happening. Look what's happening. Other countries are, are damn near finished with the damn virus, and, and we got to be the hard-headed ones. And, and that's how other countries are looking at us right now. It's like y'all are not following protocol. Y'all have, and I have a buddy that's living out in Mexico City, and I and I talked to him today, and he was like, "Yeah, you know, the media is really blowing up this whole coronavirus thing." He said he had a friend that that died in a car crash, and <laughs> that's funny. No, that's and, true. And he said that they put coronavirus. And he died in a car wreck. Mm. And so, you know, uh, is the hospital gaining more money by saying that people are dying from coronavirus? He's like, what is the real thing? He, and he said that the people are afraid of him coming from the U.S. It's like, God dang, y'all are messed up over there. And so we don't know what really was going on. And then, like, Ian Desmond. Ian Desmond opted out, and he had a lot of truthful things to, to say. And it was more than the coronavirus. It was just you know, how, how our culture is today and how, you know, I think everybody really needs to get educated on that and, and get a better understanding of love thy brother. And um, 
and those people are having families and, and getting ready to have kids. So a lot of those people are thinking about the long-term effects. You know, what if I harm my baby and in a few years you develop these these different things in your immune system that we have no idea on how to fix or how you even got it, but we know how you got it due to the coronavirus. So they're, they're to me, they're doing the smart thing. If they have an opportunity to opt out and they have families and, and they're worried about that, do the right do do what you feel is right for your family. And Christian Yellen said, I wasn't even thinking about opting out. He's also single. And and so, so he can go out there and play. So, you know, if if people go out there and play kudos, if you're opting out and, and they always state their reasons, Hey, you can't fault them. Okay. So now let me give you an example, Dennis, to what, what, um, this is why it might be really interesting. So, and we'll go back to 19 uh, or 19, 2001 where Dimitri was the um, three hole hitter for the Cincinnati Reds. If Dimitri Young gets COVID, that team's screwed. Now, and we're going back to the 60 game season. That team's screwed. They just lost their three hole hitter, their best player, their best hitter. They're the guy that when you go to the ballpark, you don't let beat you. And I'm talking more of as a catcher thing. So I, I hope the fans kind of understand what I'm trying to say so now if freddie freeman all right he's their three or four hole hitter you can so in in some about mike trout and garrett cole both of them are expecting um you know their, their first child i believe i'm not right i don't know if i'm 100 right but do you lose those two guys wow so that's why i truly believe that that if you lose one if dimitri young was not with the 2001 reds um, the whole year because he had coronavirus for six, for sixty games, they have no chance. So that's where it's going to be interesting if baseball does try to figure out a way to play sixty games. That's who you. That's who's going to win. You you go for the teams that are getting their players knocked out or, or not. I mean, yes, the Dodgers have a great rotation. We all know that. David Price, I guarantee you, would have made them even that much better. And especially, you know, you know, I got traded from Boston, you know, with Mookie Betts, and I'm the kind, I'm the under, I'm the guy that nobody's even. David Price, 162 games, I guarantee you would have won 15, 20 games and just dominated because he's not the, the the spotlight's not on him. But now, so now they have. So I mean, there's so many things that go into this, and if one big player, and these big players are that for a reason, Charlie Blackman, Charlie Blackman doesn't play, mm. Rockies are screwed. Um, and they've already lost, like D said. I mean, so it's going to be a a. I don't know. It's scary as can be. Um, I know for a fact out in Kansas City that that obviously Salvador Perez or some other guys, but uh, there's certain guys you cannot lose, and that's why it would be fun to watch as a fan. But now, how much risk are you going to take? I mean, how what what are you going to do? I mean, does a player have to pass away if it's not okay to play? play next year so this is where it gets complicated for me as a fan so hear me out don't take my words the wrong way because we are talking life and death and i get this and it is a game but i think it has brought so much more interest for me in baseball back that's been lacking for the last 10 years or so i've always loved baseball but the last 10 years i've just become kind of ho-hum to it Baseball is one of those sports that sometimes you grow out of it, you fall back in love, and then you you, you fall out of it again, And but you always kind of come back to it. This is the thing that has kind of brought me back to baseball is 
this is the worst words, and I understand it right now, but I still have to put it this way. The excitement of not knowing what's going to happen next. Are you going to lose your star player? Is a new kid going to step up and carry a team on his back? The storyline surrounding this season is is so exciting for me. And I, I hope saying those words, nobody dies, nobody gets severely sick, the season goes off without a hitch. But it's it's fascinating what could happen, what players that we've never even heard about. There could be a guy that's... Wally right, Pip. You're going to see a bunch of Wally Pips. There, yeah, there could be a guy right now sitting at home without a team, could show up on a major league ball club, hit 12 dingers, and be competing for a spot next season because of openings. I know, Dimitri, I see you want to say something. No, I was going to say they already have their taxi team pretty much um, already set. Yeah, but if so, that virus goes through, that could wipe out a taxi team, and then they're going to have to pull somewhere else. I mean, that virus yeah, can spread. Yeah, and if they're going to pull somewhere else, they need they need to have contacted those extra, let's, let's say, extra 15, 20 players on top of the 60 already. So those dudes are going to have to work out at home or, or do whatever to be prepared just in case, like you said, from that taxi squad where there's going to be 60 people. Well, but besides the roster, you're going to have an extra. And if any of those go down, I mean, you're going to have to have backup upon backup. And that's what the minor league season was for. And since they canceled that one, which, man, that, that really made me sick to my stomach. Mm. And I mean, Jason and I talked about that over and over and over again about the minor league system and 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 those guys that, well, they pretty much got shit on this year. And it would be nice if the major league team did have about fifteen on each team to, you know, okay, why don't y'all come here and we'll kind of do something secretive or whatever. But I don't know what's in the collective bargaining agreement. Yeah, and, and uh, I guess real quick, those who don't know who Wally Pip is that are listening. He had a headache one day, the story. And the next thing you know, this guy named Lou Gehrig came in and played 2,500, whatever, games in a row. Um, but – and we go back to the, to the minor leagues. Is your number one picks, your number two picks, your prospects, which is, you know, the guys that have a chance to get the big leagues, they're, they're going to be on a taxi squad. They're going to be on, you know, some type of Arizona Fall League or a Florida Fall League if they have that. I don't know what they're going to have or not, but – it's the other guys that just bothers me till no end. The guys that are just, you know, fighting tooth and nail that, you know, they're, they're trying to live their dream out that they're losing a year of development. And um, there's only one way to know if you can make it or not. And that's play. So I, I Dimitri and I both uh, agree on this and we can go all night long on this because it does make both of us sick. And um, those are the guys that I just, I feel so bad for because those are the guys that are, they're, they're trying to live their dream. They're trying to do this and that, and, and they can't play. They can't get their, you know, five, $200 a, a week or whatever it may be. Um, but those are the guys that, that I, I, I hurt for. Mm-hmm. No, I, I 100% agree. I think there's going to be a lot more opportunities this season for players that were never even on any team's radar to shine than any other year. So, Maybe it's it's a curse for some players, but I think it'll be a blessing for other players. Does that make sense? Yeah, it, it does. Like you said, who's going to be replacing Freddie Freeman? Well, it's going to be 14 days, but let's say that that happened to Freddie Freeman after the season starts. Who's going to back him up? 
They might move Austin Riley over to first base. And what if he goes down on top of that? Now you're digging, you know, from your taxi squad or probably making a phone call. I don't know. Are trades, are they going to be available this year? August something, I believe. August 31st, I believe. Yeah. Yep. I mean, and it's going to open doors for, um, for guys like a Matt Kemp. I mean, Matt Kemp was released by the Reds because Ian Desmond opted to not play. Matt Kemp gets another challenge. I would love to see Matt Kemp get, I mean, obviously it's not going to be 500 at bats, but I would love to see Matt Kemp in the lineup every day um, and to see what he could do in Colorado. So, I mean, it, this goes back to what we were talking about earlier. You know what? About Cam Newton. Well, you know what? Here, here it is. Well, Matt Kemp's getting a, a, a shot now because Ian Desmond, which I – 1000% completely um, respect his decision. And, and anybody that does opt out, I respect that till no end. Cause I have a family and kids as well, but I would, I, I can't wait. I hope they do play because I want to see what Matt Kemp can do. Cause I'll guarantee you, Matt Kemp didn't have any offers out there yep. until Ian Desmond. And they're like, Oh, we need another outfielder. Boom. There's Matt. So I, cause I love Matt Kemp. I, I don't know him. I just know that what he can do. And I think he got a raw deal last year in Cincinnati. Um, but so, well, I know a little bit about Matt Kemp's situation through Junior Spivey, and Junior used to well, Junior worked him out the entire all season. He had a workout with the Marlins, and so he was with them this spring. But of course, when all this stuff happened, they wind up releasing him. But guess what happened? Eyeballs saw Matt Kemp, and eyeballs saw that hey, Matt, Matt Kemp's looking like Los Angeles Dodgers kissing on Matt Rihanna. Kemp. Matt Kemp, who should have <laughs> won the MVP. That year when Ryan Braun won it, and then he admitted a lion, yeah. and and he should have got that trophy. But anyway, gets, you uh, you gets, date Rihanna, you need to be in the big leagues. Oh uh, yeah, and, and Colorado, <laughs> what what better place? Like you said, you know, Ian Desmond opted out, and let's see, let's see what let's see what Matt Kemp can do in sixty games. And you know what? He's betting on himself. He has the opportunity. I don't think he's gonna let that opportunity fail him. Nope. So interesting. Uh, let's see here. We're at the hour mark. Let's do a quick little inside baseball. Do we want to hit one more topic or do we want to call it a night, guys? Call it a night. All right. Listen, uh, let's. we're wrapping up the show. Well, it depends on what the topic is. Is it a good topic or is yeah, it like... We've, we've, we've talked about it off the air a few times. It wasn't good enough to... Uh, bump the covid who has it talk so i think yeah we'll call it a night because that topic to me was yeah we'll save it for another podcast maybe even have him on and defend it but that's for another day don't forget guys we are doing a ton of giveaways right now all you have to do this is easy if you're on twitter follow dimitri young at the meat hook young follow jason kindle at jason d kindle 18 follow me at undisputed dpf Follow the show. Hey, what about my what about my Instagram? What's your Instagram? Dimitri the Meat Hook. Yep, go there, guys. Follow him on Instagram. I'm not much on Instagram, but you guys should be follow Dimitri. But uh, the Wrestling with Sports official Twitter page is uh, Wrestling WS. Head over to Facebook, like our page over there, Wrestling with Sports. You know, whatever you do, subscribe or like it, and then make sure you share the pages. Tell your friends about the podcast. We have a bunch of emails to read, so maybe the next show we'll start reading some emails. But send us an email, wrestlingwithsports at gmail.com. 
tell us why you think you should win something. We've got two jerseys we're giving away, some balls, a bobblehead, some batting gloves. We've got uh, Zoom meetings with Dimitri Young and Jason Kindle. So you want to spend 20 minutes talking baseball with these two? You can't. You have a kid that uh, you want to have two all-stars you know, talk baseball with your kid, you can do that. It's your 20 minutes. Whenever we can get together and find the time to do it, we'll schedule it with you. We're giving away a bunch of that stuff. Tell us why you think you deserve it. We'll read your emails and we'll, we'll talk about it. Sometimes, sometimes, and knowing Jason and how much Jason loves people, we'll read an email and Jason goes, give that guy a Zoom. Because Jason's like the Oprah of the show. You get a Zoom, you get a Zoom, you get a Zoom. So... Make it good. I mean, do you agree with that, Dimitri, though? Yeah, you know, make, make it a good topic for us to talk about. You know, we do hear a lot of the same topics, and we want something a little bit creative. You know, those that have that creative juice and want to know something, especially the insides with, with, with professional baseball. You know, Jason and I are all on top of that. And then, of course, if you have some wrestling questions, you know, try and stop me. Oh, by the way, we need to we need to figure out one more. Hang on, Dennis. Then you wrap up. One more thing that a lot of people want, depending is Zoom. You got Zoom lessons. Yeah, Zoom lessons. So if you want to sit here and talk about how to, uh, uh, we can give you our opinions. We could show you on Zoom. You know where to put your hands when you're hitting or whatever it may be. So I think that's actually um, a good one as well. There you go. And don't forget, guys. We. We have our July pay-per-review show. We have to record 2005 Survivor Series. Dimitri Young was actually on that pay-per-view. We're not going to spoil it. Go back, watch it. We want to know if your ratings equal ours. Rate your matches. Let us know what you guys think ahead of time because we could talk about a match on there and be like, hey, uh, Jack from North Carolina thinks this was an A-plus match or a five-star match. So we will be recording that show probably in the next week or two whenever we get the time to sit down and do it. So 2005 Survivor Series, we're going to re- pay-per-review that one. So there we go, guys. This was this week's show. Uh, hopefully you guys all had a safe and great holiday. and keep, Stay safe from the heat. Dimitri, I know with your schedule coming up and Jason's schedule coming up, we'll be a little bit hit or miss, but we will still get shows out to you guys. Thank you guys so much for listening to this edition of Wrestling With Sports with Jason Kindle, Dimitri Young, sometimes Brett Boone and myself, Dennis Farrell. Remember, you can listen to Wrestling With Sports on all major platforms especially if you're a new listener make sure you rate subscribe leave a comment and please 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 tell your friends we have a brand new rss feed so we're really trying to promote that and we can't do it without your help if you're on twitter make sure you follow brett boone at the boone 29 dimitri young at da meat hook da duh meat hook jason d kindle 18 is for jason kindle and myself undisputed DPF. I just changed it, by the way. Once again, guys, thank you so much. Every time you download and you listen, it means the world to all of us. And we keep doing it for you. So please, please, please tell your friends. That's the way you can get back to us here at Wrestling With Sports. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook as well. Wrestling With Sports. That's where you can get some live videos. You can get fresh content that you can't get anywhere else. So 
On behalf of the guys, thank you once again, Wrestling With Sports. Impact Wrestling is now on Access TV. Catch all the action every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern. Visit accesstv.com for more information. Don't forget, Slammiversary 2020 is on the horizon live on pay-per-view July 18th. Go now. Make sure you get that pay-per-view because last year was phenomenal. I should know I was there. I enjoy it. I One of the best pay-per-views of 2019 Everybody from other promotions even said so. Don't forget, you can start your Impact Plus 30-day free trial right now. Head over to plus.impactwrestling.com. And if you miss any of the Impact action, you want some exclusive Impact content, go to Impact Wrestling's YouTube page. Be part of the 3.5 million wrestling fans getting interviews, recaps, highlights, and much more. Search Impact Wrestling right now on YouTube and enjoy a ton of exclusive content.